Hey, so good morning. This is Red Cloaks Radio, and it is our first episode. It's a really exciting time here in Massachusetts because we are in countdown mode to find out whether the legislature is going to pass the Roe Act. So I'm here today with two very dynamic and awesome women. Um, do you want to just say hey to everyone? Hi. All right, so who's here? <laughs> this is Kamala. One of the Red Cloak participant. Hi there, I'm Lori. Um, I'm with Indivisible. I work with uh, two Indivisible groups on Cape Cod, and I'm also a member of the Indivisible Mass Coalition, which is the statewide organization. Awesome. So we were just trying to figure out before we started recording when we first started working on the REL Act. Um, and it's been a while, so we should talk about what it is um, while we're in a conversation this morning, and we should talk about where we're at in terms of the process. So, Lori, do you want to just talk us through a couple of the key aspects of, of the ROE Act? And I'll jump in if I think you missed anything. Sure. There's a lot to miss, and I often get it mixed up. So, um, <laughs> yeah, um, as, the, as I see it, there's um, four kind of one, you know, is to change the um, rather archaic 1974 language of the restrictions that Massachusetts instituted after Roe v. Wade passed. Um, the second thing is to expand access for more people, regardless of finances or insurance status. Um, the third thing is to um, expand access to people uh, who are beyond the 24-week mark of their pregnancy um, in the cases of fatal fetal anomalies. And the fourth one is to get rid of the judicial bypass rule, which requires young people to pretty much know about the law, find their own, own attorney, and then stand in front of a judge uh, to get permission for an abortion. Um, and so I think that's like in a nutshell what the Roe Act is um, trying to um, accomplish. So it seems like the way the legislature works here, it's a very long session. It's almost 18 months. It's really long. So we've been talking about the Roe Act since before before you and I ever met. Actually, before Kamala and I got to do a bunch of stuff we've been doing together with Red Cloaks. Mm -hmm. So let's just walk back. It was January 17, 2019. Where were you on that day, Lori? Um, <laughs> that was sexual. <laughs> Sorry. Taking a car ride, um, carpool. Actually, I was driving in traffic to get to the state house for the sexual health lobby day that um, introduced pretty much the, the, the Roe Act. Um, we had followed the, before that in 2018, it was the, the Nasty Women Act. I don't know if you remember that. That was, that was to get rid of the Massachusetts ban on abortion that was over, um, not overruled, but, but made moot by the Roe v. Wade in 1973. And so they thought it was important to get rid of that first. Well, isn't it crazy that you can have a law in the books yeah. that is followed, but like a lot of us didn't realize the law was still sitting there. 
That's because right. people are going about their daily lives thinking that they have access to healthcare. And it turns out they, they did have access, but it was not technically legal according to the state laws. You've got to erase those old laws. And if Roe v. Wade at the national level were to change or not be in place for whatever reason, it would fall back. The law would stand. And so it was great that they got rid of that first, but I think it, I, I often wonder if perhaps it, um, it did a disservice to the Roe Act because I, I have encountered people that say, oh no, they took care of that already. Um, and, and they're not aware that there are other things on the books in Massachusetts law that will stand again, like a 24 hour waiting period, right? All of that will, if there's no Roe v. Wade, will come back into force again. So, um, but yes, 2819 was the when we all first um, started really following the Roe Coalition and this bill. I think it's so funny because I went to that event as well and went by myself because I, you know, saw it at relatively the last minute and ran down, not sure what to expect. And it's really nice to me to think over this past long stretch of time. Now I've got to know a bunch of the women in that room and men who I just had never met before, but we have had this shared value. We've all been working in our separate silos across the state, hoping that this would pass. It seemed yeah. kind of like a no brainer to me. There were a lot of people standing up there that day. Delia was up there, um, Harriet Chandler, lots of people were speaking very passionately. There were youth leaders speaking about how the current judiciary bypass rule um, has seriously impacted or set back their personal freedom um, or safety in terms of health. Yes. And, and yet here we are. So let's go through some of the other dates that happened. Um, there was a hearing, a really big hearing in June. It was June 17th, 2019. So I know I was there in the Gardner Auditorium. Um, Kamala, were you there that day or were you following it in the news? I was just uh, following the news. Okay, cool. So we'll bring in when you started getting like involved, which you have. Um, so Lori, were you there that day as well? Yeah, yeah, we were there. Um, we had less people attend from the Cape, but there there was a good carload, two carloads, I think we had, um, and it was astounding the amount of people packed into those hallways, the lines out the door. Um, and of course, we were the pink shirts and the opposition were the red shirts. And that was really quite an experience. You know, it's funny because the red cloaks were going to go in handmade attire and then had word that um, maybe the legislature wouldn't appreciate that. And so we had a small conversation about how we would handle it. So we went in our plain clothes, normal people outfits. Um, but as it turned out, the media cycle was really dominated by the people wearing the red shirts. And looking back, a few of us thought, wow, there was like no coverage outside. And the newspapers reported things in a way that didn't reveal what it looked like inside. Because inside you had 750 people in the Gardner Auditorium, in the overflow space upstairs, plus a third room they set up to fit people. And while there were some people who were opposed there, there were hundreds and hundreds of people from across the state like you who had taken buses. I'm a hop, skip and a jump. But a lot of people had showed up and that hearing went on for hours and hours and hours. I stayed till the very end at night. And oh, wow. um, yeah, wow. like, I spoke very close to the end. Um, we had after, to leave 
because obviously we had such a drive back. But, um, but what I noticed when, when we got there was we were encouraged to quickly get inside. And on the outside were all the anti-abortion folks being very loud, yelling at us as we were coming in, holding up their signs, um, and getting interviewed by the press. Um, but we had no presence outside, and I, you would have been great out there in your handmaid's outfit as, as a counterweight to that. It's interesting, we'll talk about in some future conversations, how um, the handmaids have been effective in other states, including Rhode Island, because yeah. they made things more visible. I have to say that regardless of any individual group, um, there's been so little media coverage about this, which is part of why we're talking today and trying a different way to let people know what's going on so they're informed. So if we flash forward, um, in the fall, there was a lobby day organized by the ACLU, NARAL, and Planned Parenthood. So um, were you there at that time? Yes, we were. <laughs> awesome. Red Cloaks definitely came to that one. <laughs> yes. I remember that. Was, was Kamala at that one? Yes. Yes. Now, because you guys do it in disguise, we can't <laughs> I know. know for sure. Of course. So Kamala, for that one, can you talk us through um, what was that experience like for you to go and be part of the lobby day? Yes. In the beginning, I didn't know about that, but I have two girls who are very strong women. I was explaining to them and I said, I'm going to this one. The second one, who is the CEO of a company, she said, yes, mom, you're doing something worthwhile for women. Do it, but you read on that one. So she insisted me to read before I go. I read and I felt, God, we have some power to voice our voice, you know? That's how I felt. It was really interesting to go first over to the gathering place, yeah. which was like a reception area, and we, we stood out there, and then to continue walking up to the state house together. So yeah. really, it was really something, wasn't it? it really yes, do you remember a lot of people came to us, took the picture, they said, I want to hold the sign. Remember that? Yeah. A lot of people wanted to hold the sign, both old and young kids. I think we had to influence that a lot. Yeah, it's really, it's really true. I think there's this missing link between what's happening and how passionate many people feel about it and would like, if they knew about this, to be engaged, but they just, they just haven't at all I realized. That, I happening. think that's a real shame. And that's the real disconnect is that the majority of people um, support this. They just don't know about it. The majority, <laughs> yeah. even in Massachusetts, support um, basic you know, women's rights and a right to choose. And when you, can, when you talk to them about the Roe Act, they say, oh, but that'll have no problem passing. We're in Massachusetts. We always vote blue. We're so <laughs> liberal in Massachusetts. And yet they're shocked then when I say, but it's still sitting in committee and it can't seem to be moved out. And, you know, would you call your representative or would you make a letter and um, people then yeah they'll all sign your petition yeah I'll sign your postcard but most of the people in the public that I've talked to don't have any clue that this is happening and there's no lack there's no urgency surrounding it whatsoever which is why we wanted to do the postcarding campaign last summer 
Well, and we're going to dig in in another conversation to talk more about the postcarding so that people can understand um, that strategy and learn from the experience and talk about, I mean, I wrote postcards, but it would be great to hear from the masterminds about what thought went into it. The logistics were impressive. It was amazing because you had people across the state filling out postcards to reach out to our friends who are voters or live in, you know, different cities and towns. Um, but that brings us to kind of the sense of urgency where we are now. The legislative session is scheduled to end on July 31st, which is a Friday. So we have, how many weeks have we got? It's 44 we got, days. We got, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna do this podcast and we're gonna have conversations with people who are trying to get the legislature to pass the ROW Act. We're gonna share information so people understand what it's about. And we're gonna talk to people who have been organizing or at least volunteering since way back in January so that we can help you, if you're listening, know where you can step in, especially if COVID has impacted you and you're finding it difficult to get out, or if work has started back up, or if you're managing caretaking responsibilities, we would like to give you, just as Kamala said, the ability to get caught up and know where you wanna fit in. So, can I ask one more question, please? Please. Because a lot of Lexingtonians, because I lived in this state I know you are native, but me have came to this to Lexington 23 years ago. But not too many people knows all about this one. Do we? Can we take a card, postcard about the row? Row I can go and put into all the mailbox, at least in some residency. That way they have, will know something. If I didn't know, I'm very active. My mom is a politician, and still I didn't know these basic things. It's a shame on me, but I want other people to know. We had to make a card about ROA and then mail it to every mailbox. That helps, I think. It's my one cent opinion. I love it. And you know what? <laughs> I like your one cent opinion because also it'll support the post office because I think you're right. And, and we'll definitely, we'll, um, we'll, we'll soon have Lori come back on um, with another person who's helped organize postcarding so that people can across the state do just that. Um, there's postcards you can get. Red Cloaks can get you some postcards. You can use postcards that feature your favorite monument. <laughs> you know, so you have to explain to them because uh, if I am dumb and if I don't understand as an educated person, other people who doesn't know anything, they should understand what it is, at least one line. What is this sentence that would help everyone? Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. All right. Well, so this is our first chat. Um, Judiciary Committee, I think, is the vocabulary word for the day that we probably should just explain before we sign off. Right now, the process is the um, legislation was introduced both in the Senate and in the House of Representatives here, the state level we're talking about. And that legislation had a big hearing where people could go. And we talked about that. It was on June 17, 2019. It was referred to the Judiciary Committee. That's a joint committee that has state legislators on it who are either senators or representatives in Massachusetts. And it has been in committee since that time. So we have had no action. Many of us have done some visits or phone calls uh, or postcards or letters, but there's literally silence. We have no report and um, we're speaking now in June again. So it's been quite a while and we'll talk more about that when we come back. All right, thanks everyone. This has been yes. Red Cloaks Radio. Yes. Thanks, Pamela. Thank you so much, Lori and Jesse. It was wonderful. 
but please let me know. I can go to every mailbox and I can mail this card in case if you don't want to say, you know, it would be wonderful. I love the spirit. We awesome. get there. You know, we can do it. That's the spirit we need. We're going to, let's pass this baby. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Sorry we couldn't not work. Bye, Jesse. Bye, Lori. Bye.